Hey, Eloise here with Intuition Talks podcast. So I've got no idea what I'm going to talk about today. (laughs) I've been working solidly for weeks and weeks and weeks, actually months, and without a day off, and I'm slowly going insane. (laughs) It's amazing what you can cope with and how much you can deal with in life when you get your stuff together. Like, I'm always amazed how... You know, here we are, it's the middle of March, coming up to the middle of March, something like that, it's the 8th, 8th today. And I have not had a day off since the 1st of January. And yeah, I'm fine. I've had a bit of a cold and, you know, I've had a few flights that kind of knocked my immune system a little bit. But overall, I'm doing really well. <laughs> so I've got about another two weeks before I get a day off. And I'm going to have two whole days off in a row. So I'm really looking forward to that. But I know, you know, I'm just taking every moment as it comes, taking every day as it comes and just, you know, being kind to myself and looking after myself as I as I tick these days off until I get a break. But it's amazing what you can actually cope with and how much stress you can cope with in life when you clear your filters, when you clear your blocks, as well as the intuition guiding me, you know, it knows what I need to eat, it knows when I need to go to bed and not push it, it know, you know, in my body knows what it needs to do and how it needs to be um, helped and supported. And, you know, it's just following that and not pushing too hard and just, you know, being gentle with myself and going, okay. Like the other day I was really tired, but I had lots to do. And I went, do you know what? If I go to sleep really early, I could get up early and get it all done in the morning. And (laughs) that's what I just did. And so I had a really productive morning the next day before I had some errands to run and meetings and everything took care of itself. It was... It was so cool, it, and it, you know, my body took a break when it needed. So, you know, following that kind of nurturing edge and following that that need to nurture ourselves and take care of ourselves and not push too hard, especially if you ever get periods like this when you need to work, work, work. And the intuition is so useful in these moments, <laughs> just to help and guide me. So I just want to thank my intuition and my body mind for keeping going and, and and helping me through this journey. So what else is going on in my head? I met someone the other day and they were saying to me, oh, you know, there's these cells in this bit of the brain that, that uh, like tap into the intuition. And I'm like, yeah, people talk about that. And, you know, maybe some of you know about that. If you do, email me. I'd be interested to hear what you've heard. And and in that moment, I went, do you know what? It does not matter where it comes from. It's like that logical left brain need to understand everything, need to make everything scientific and have an explanation for everything, which is what gets us not listening to our right brain in the first place. That's the bit that wants to know which bit of the brain or which cell in the heart or whatever the logical explanation is for where the intuition comes in. That's the bit that drives it. And in a way, that's kind of almost negating the intuition. You know, For me, it's like, you know, I kind of balance that, it being woo-woo with having some science and, and 
justification for the intuition, you know, because we can come to it from a quantum physics perspective and just explain it that way. And we know the body has antennas for picking things up and it's bound to have redundancy. It's bound to have lots of different ones. You know, one of the things that comes up a lot is hair. I may have talked about this already this year. I can't remember because I have my hair cut. If you've ever seen photos of me recently, (laughs) my hair is normally down to my bottom and (laughs) it kind of, it grows and it grows and it grows. And then it reaches a point where it starts to just get a little bit limp and lanky and I normally get it cut, which normally happens around every nine months. So I call it my annual chop of my hair, but genuinely, (laughs) it's just probably about nine months. And I get a lot chopped off and it feels really short to me, you know, because you have about, I have about six inches chopped off. And, but then the, the, because it's lighter, it kind of bounces up a couple more inches. So I feel like I've got no hair and I've chopped it all off. But it, you know, compared to the average person, it's still quite long. <laughs> and I was, my hairdresser said to me, you know, she's like, well, it's got no use. And I'm like, well, it does because it acts as an antenna. <laughs> and she was like, oh, I've heard that. And then we ended up having this whole like conversation about that. And she was like, I'm so open to that. You know, I've heard that before. And, you know, it's supposed to act as uh, an antenna for things. So if you've heard the story of what happened to the... um native indians in america i believe it was there email me if i'm wrong (laughs) anyway they were very good at you know tracking and so their intuition their ability to pick up what was going on in the environment was very honed so the americans were very interested in this and they wanted them to become part of their military you know make use of that that ability to to read the environment know what's going on around them and and that kind of intuitive edge so to allow them or to force them into the um army they chopped their hair off they shaved their hair off and i think the in uh, native indians were saying you know this will you know this will impact us and of course they shaved their hair off and then they lost their abilities to to tap into things so it is supposed to be an antennae and if you look at a lot of intuitive people or people who work a little bit more from a woo-woo space so even one of the acupuncturists i know he has very long hair um you know people tend to keep their hair longer because it acts as an antennae so when i get mine lobbed off i'm always like going, is my intuition going to fall apart? <laughs> but really, you know, I think once it's over like so many inches, I don't think it really makes much difference. But, <laughs> but um, you know, it's it's still nice to get my hair cut and get it, make it look tidy, so I feel like a normal human being. But it does have that that ability. So yeah, there's probably cells in the brain that do the same thing. For me, there's always the connection through the heart to the intuition. And when people start going, like giving me all this information from a, these are the cell names and this is what happens. And I tend to switch off now. And I've been kind of sitting with that and going, well, how come? And then I keep coming back to it. Well, that's the left brain need to understand, need to have an explanation, need to have logic. And, and at the end of the day, we know it's possible to know things that we shouldn't know, i.e., the unknown and and that's what we normally label what our intuition picks up on 
but you know it's um it's that need to know is a very left brain thing and the intuition is more of that right brained you know not needing to understand it all now if i was working with a client and we had to work on some certain cells around their intuition in their brain and that was a thing it would come up and i would be open to it in that moment and i would probably learn something as we clear those blocks for that one person but over the what, 10 years I've been doing this I haven't often gone to that as a conscious thing that doesn't mean I haven't worked on it because that could have come up but it's fascinating to to see all of the avenues and all of the ways because as soon as we start saying okay that is how the intuition works we're kind of negating all the other possibilities and for me, you know, being from an intuitive space and honouring that, you don't want to limit things. Now, I used to design civil aircraft, well, networks in civil aircraft, on the fly-by-wire stuff. That was my first job. <clears throat> I used to sit in a lab doing research and then advising some of the big um, plane companies for civil aircraft what they should do and how they should build their planes. And one of the things that I worked on within the networks is redundancy and reliability. So that's what I did a lot of statistics on. Because you, if you have something that could fail and that would take down the plane, you don't want just one way of doing things. You want to have backups. You want to have like four different routes. You know, <laughs> you want to have redundancy built into that system because you do not want problems. And it's the same in the body. The body has quite often two, maybe three ways of doing something. The heart's quite unique. We've only got one heart that pumps for most people. But for other things, quite often there's one or two ways that things get created or there's a backup plan if things go wrong. Or the body's got a kind of pre-plan almost for kind of taking over a job if, if something um, goes wrong in an area ceases to be of use so there is natural redundancy built into the body there's multiple ways that information can come in so we don't want to limit it you know as soon as we think we understand something the body will show us another way so for instance one of my classic examples to back this up is the lungs the lungs here is an organ that science thought yeah we got that nailed and anatomically physiology wise we have we have the lungs sorted and then what did they find out i think it was probably about 2017 i first heard this the lungs produce blood isn't that mind-blowing here's an organ we thought we understood and it had a whole other job that we'd completely missed and i was like how cool is that so you know we tend to think of blood you know, being created in the bone marrow and etc. And and yet there's all these other possibilities. You know, we don't know where else in the body blood is produced, but we just haven't noticed yet. And, you know, it could be humans evolving that we're creating a, a backup plan. It could be that it's always been there. But it, in a way, it doesn't matter. It's just we just discovered this new thing. And as soon as we think we understand something and we put it in a box and we assume it's done, and dusted hmm. that's always when things get shaken up <laughs> so does it really matter where our intuition comes from 
because we don't want to negate other possibilities. And as soon as we assume something, our intent and our focus goes down to that being how we pick up information. And then we are going to negate the other sources. So do research into how your intuition works for fun, but don't let that limit your view on how you work with it. Have a great week. See you soon.